Hey guys, it's Justin, aka host Mason here, with a pre-podcast disclaimer. Unfortunately, our host with the most Beth had some audio difficulties during the recording of this podcast, so I've had to dub over them at a few key points in order to, you know, sustain the flow of everything. If you want to help our good friend Beth get a better mic, you can subscribe to their OnlyFans for the low, low price of $24.99. But now, on with the show. Coming to you live from Good and Evil Studios, it's the Speak No Evil podcast. I am Ellen, aka Sammy, one of the co-hosts, and we are here to do the Season 17 Lucent Lake podcast tonight for uh, the cast assessment. And um, tonight I have with me host Justin. Hello. Beth, aka Trix. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. And Noel, aka Jay. Hello. Yay. So we're here to do our cast assessment because we've had all of our cast reveals and we know the tribes. So I think what we're going to do tonight is go tribe by tribe and give some thoughts on everybody. Um, And I think Justin also has um, some thoughts to add in as well. And it'll just be kind of a, you know, casual conversation about what our thoughts are. So I think we want to start with the Haddonfield tribe. Is that right, Beth? Yep. So first up, we have Aisha, a.k.a. Brie. From the OpenID community, recently played in Endure. Um, we have a few people from uh, the most recent season of Endure, and she's mm-hmm. someone who, she made it to the end, she didn't win, but uh, she would, sounds like she was an excellent social player and really strong strategically. So I'm excited to see uh, what she might have to bring here. Yeah, I'm really excited to... Obviously, she just got done playing a pretty intense open ID game. And this is only her second game ever. It's her first alias game. Um, I think it's really impressive that as a first time player, she came in into an intense environment like uh, the open ID community and she's never been voted out. So I think that's going to be really interesting to watch how she kind of handles, um, you know, adapting that social game that seems to be like, a trademark of her gameplay to text-to-text as opposed to the really voice-intensive conversations that you tend to have in an open ID game. Yeah, I agree with you um, in terms of like her like baseline skill level. Um, I, I think what I like about her from just a personality standpoint is that she doesn't seem to take herself too seriously. Um, she's a fan of self-deprecating humor. Um, and I, I think with like her and all of the open ID players who are coming into their first alias foray, um, the switch from getting to fully be yourself to having to withhold your identity can be tough mm-hmm. for somebody. I don't think it's going to be tough for Aisha. I think um, a lot of her charm kind of exudes through text. She doesn't seem to need to rely on a vocal conversation to kind of get people on her side. Um, so I think, um, I think she's like a clear, she's, she has like a clear path to the merge. Yeah, I feel good about her. I feel like her chances are very good. And I think that having such an intense experience in an open ID game, I think 
she's going to adapt well to the pace of an alias org. Uh, some of the notes I had are, had on her, like, because she describes herself as, like, stubborn. Um, so I know we just praised her, but I'm like, maybe we should talk about some of her perceived weaknesses. So, like, in a game like this, if you are too stubborn, obviously that, that can hurt you. And then I saw her fear was of, like, no one showing up to parties. And I know you can't read too much into the long things, but, like, part of me is, like, what if she has some serious FOMO throughout the game? If she starts getting paranoid mm. that she's not not being included mm. in things. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think, with a lot of people who are charming, a part of that charm comes from, like, a need to be included and a need to be liked um and so i think um i you know i i barely followed endure nine um but i feel like she did struggle with balancing her own loyalties and her own self-interest mm-hmm. and i think maybe at times she played too much for her friends and considering right. this so recent i imagine she likely won't do a u-turn with that here i think we can probably yeah. Yeah, well, and especially when she just successfully got to the end of end of a game doing what she did already. Mm-hmm. And in talking to B, aka Eric, who just played in that game with her, I feel like that's really my only kind of basis for my knowledge into Ender Nine is just talking to B. And I just feel like from what I've heard, like she's great, but I have a feeling that she's going to be emotional maybe when people betray her. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch how she adapts if people get. Yeah. Well, especially because an open ID, if you're talking to them on camera, you can sort of read their faces a bit. Whereas when it just comes to text, you don't really get to read emotion as much. It's all basically how you're perceiving it. So if she's reading something like, oh, this person is really vibing with me or really connecting with me. And then that person's just like, oh, this person's annoying. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a lot harder to get reads on someone if you can't see their face. We'll That's be interested to see how that translates. I, I really like, um, you know, she like got second place um, and like immediately her opinion was, I can see why I didn't win. Um, I think I definitely deserve to get second place and I have like room for improvement, which like people never yeah. do. Like good runner ups never kind of self-reflect in that way, like myself included, mm-hmm. um, when I've been mm-hmm. runner-up. So um, I think that's really cool of her. And it shows like a lack of jadedness and a maturity that I, I think, apart from the game, is really refreshing. I agree. I'm excited to watch her. I think she'll be good. Yeah. I do really, right. I really liked her cast reveal, so I'm excited for her. Um, and I am doing, so before this, I compared each of the new players to um, past good and evil players that I think they were similar to. I compared her to Ivy, AKA Carrie, because Mm -hmm. she seems like the type of person who can get a lot of people around to protect her. She's sassy, she's very savvy. She has that same sort of self-deprecating humor. Um, So I think possibly like, you know, Carrie's first time or Ivy's first time in good and evil, we could see. her being blindsided by her friends. All right. So next up, we have Cordelia, played by Emily. Um, this is her second game as well. Uh, most recently, she played as Kelly Clarkson in Hero Survivor. And while we don't really know her personally, everyone 
I've spoken to who played with her has mm -hmm. nothing but absolutely glowing things to say about her. There are people saying we need to get her on the cast immediately, and here she is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know her either, but I would echo that, that I've just heard gushing reviews about just her social gameplay. And she says she's a social player. Like most of the cast. Yeah, most of the cast. That's something I noticed as I was going through is everyone thinks that they're a social goddess. Um, a, lot, a lot of them also um, like pride themselves on being nice and sweet. Like most of the cast doesn't seem to be all that aggro. You don't really, with the exception of like maybe Yakov. Um, I feel like um, Cordelia is going to mesh really well, I think, with her disposition. Yeah, I think she's going to mesh really well, but on the flip side, I wonder if that might be dangerous because she says that one of her pet peeves is asocial players. And so what yeah. I worry about in my personal experience, I know, um, and not to you know talk about myself, but it's just my basis of comparison, but I know when I came back for Quantum Heroes, like I wanted to play with the people that I connected with. But I think there's a lot of wisdom in cultivating those people who maybe aren't the social superstars in the cast. And I do worry that if she's too bogged down in a social group that she clicks with, I think that some of the rest of this cast are going to be pretty cutthroat when it comes down to the wire. Especially with her being a newer player, um, doesn't necessarily know the exact ropes of how to approach people socially how to start off strategically. So it'll be interesting to see her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of my favorite questions, I think, was like the admiration versus adoration question. Um, and I think a lot of the people who self-classify as being social players said they'd rather be adored, they'd rather be liked. Mm -hmm. But I think what's interesting about Cordelia is that she said very definitively she'd rather be admired. And I think she does care about power. You know, I think she considers herself a social player, but in Euro Survivor, she utilized that social capital to gain power to make decisions. And I think she does inherently want that as compared to Aishu, who I think might be more inclined to think that power is overrated. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're more likely to see a possible power trip from Cordelia. Oh, interesting. That could be uh, fun to watch. My One comparison. Of, uh, oh, go ahead, Noel. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna jump in on the Ellen point from a little bit ago when they were touching on well, when did like, it cut off bad conversationalist. Cordelia said, "Bother her," and like one of the things I've noticed with social players, like myself included, we will sit there and be like, "Oh, this person doesn't talk to us. They're it's so hard to carry a conversation." Mm -hmm. And then when you read, when you end up reading that person's confessional, they also say the same thing about you. So it's like, well, how much is it that they can't carry a conversation, but these people just are not clicking at all? That self-awareness a little bit. Um, yeah. I think sometimes, I think with, with a lot of people coming off of their first game in this mm -hmm. season, I think there also will be like an ego issue maybe. You know, if I've only played one game and everyone talks about how I'm the Messiah, um, I'm not sure that I would have much self-reflection. <laughs> going into my next one you know? yeah well especially in a cast that's supposedly this social you know like she came off of a game where she was praised for her like social ability from what i hear but now she's coming into a game where 
almost everyone mentioned at some point being really social, except for like maybe two or three people. So she's not going to be like the big fish in a small pond now. She's going to have other social players that she has to contend with. For sure. I um, am doing my comparison. I compared her to Susie, a.k.a. Caitlin, Uh, since they're both self-identifies being very very sweet um but both have that kind of cutting edge to them that's kind of bubbling underneath awesome. <laughs> all right next up we have ernie played by jonathan um also from uh the same season of endure as brie and also on his second game ever um looking through his bio he seems like a really uh decent mental player decent social player um Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to get a good gauge of exactly how well he'll perform, but he's someone yeah, that, I'm optimistic. I'm a little bit opposite because I was very meh on him. Uh, I put him in that category for me, mostly just because I didn't really get what he was trying to say because he was like comparing himself to Sandra, and then he was like, "I'm not good at challenges, but one of my strengths is challenges." And so I was just like, "Well, wait a minute, like, what is it?" But um, I was really excited about his answer that he wants aliens to take over the world. So for that, I'm like, yeah. you can stick around for a while. So, <laughs> yeah. I think he was like a big fan favorite in Endor. Like they loved him. I think he's like supposed to be very entertaining. Um, awesome. Yeah. We love that. Well, I remember asking Chad, aka Sam, like if Sandra was a good comparison for him, and Chad was like, "Absolutely not." But I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who an apps comparison would be. But like he said, he got voted out because he was a challenge beast, which Sandra clearly not a comp beast. Right, and um, also challenges like in Endure and this game are going to be completely different. You know. Is he the one that said he wants more physical challenges, or was no? That that's, that's once again that's Yakov. We okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, and he he does say that um, he he was someone who was a comp beast and who was a number for someone that was untouchable. So it sounds like he was pretty high visibility and just became a victim of someone else being targeted. Yeah, for sure. I think. My impression from him is that he's going to be like kind of a balls to the wall player, but I do think that he's going to do it in a way that's that's cutthroat but not malicious. If that makes sense. Yeah, he seems very like earnest and mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he said he loves kind, honest people. But I don't know if that means it's because he's also kind and honest, or he just likes those people because he thinks they're easy <laughs> to manipulate. So <laughs> that's dark. I didn't. My mind did not go there. But maybe. <laughs> Well, only because he said later on that he's very unemotional and plays to win. So he's like kind of game body in that sense. So it's like, do you like kind and honest people because you are kind and honest? Mm-hmm. Because most unemotional people aren't very, like, I don't consider them kind. I consider them honest because, you know, they're like, I don't care. I'll tell you how I feel. So part of me is like, yeah. do you love those people because you can just control them? Or you, you can easily read them because they'll just tell you whatever they want, like what you want to hear or what you need to hear. So it'll be interesting to see what part of that is true. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get like sinister vibes from his bio, but I could be wrong. I think he's going to be great. For sure. I think, I think he cares a lot about loyalty. Um, we should also mention that he works in reality show casting um, with our good friend, host Astrid, 
Um, so I think that AK Danny, um, I think he gives him a perspective on how he should entertain. So I expect him to kind of be a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I had trouble comparing him to someone and I actually went with Colleen. Um, oh, okay. That's an interesting comparison. He seems like level-headed, well-rounded, mature, kind, loyal, and can kind of kick the challenge wins when he needs to. Um, and I expect like some fun, goofy character moments similar to the ones Colleen provides. So um, that's where. And I think I think an interesting thing about that is like Colleen is kind of that kind of player where she is a very nice person, but she can also make like ice cold moves. Mm-hmm. and cut people like. for sure so I, I, think... I like that comparison all right next up we have genesis played by serena so serena comes to us from the open id community she also played in the live version of sequester which i watched on youtube um, she wasn't a huge personality on the show but it's one of those live games where the people who are giant personalities are going to get more screen time, but she played a really good under-the-radar game, very strategically minded. And if she can be that level-headed in a live game that I'm sure you just have a lot of things going on all the time, if she can really apply herself here and adapt to the different style of uh, conversation, I could see her be a dark horse. A dark horse. Interesting. Now, I could be completely crazy, but I feel like I recognized her name from, like, maybe, like, has she been affiliated at all with Rob as a podcast? Has she ever been, like, a I guest? Have, I have no on, idea. Like, <laughs> any of the Big Brother coverage? I could be completely off. I don't know. Yeah, just, I've got no idea. Um, I, I didn't watch her um, season of Sequester. Um, she was recruited by Alana, a.k.a. Vic. Um, okay. Really seems chill, like... Her interview with me felt like she was smoking a blunt. She's not pressed. <laughs> she's not worried. She has no like concerns. Um, I love she that. had no problem like giving like funny answers in the interviews. Um, she can she compared herself to Brittany from Big Brother. Uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah. So I think um, she could be great. I'm a little worried that she's not gonna like Alias. Um, I think that if I had to pick the open ID person who is not going to adjust well to Alias. I would say it might be um, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. I just want to add that she's most scared by men, and I put me too, sis. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. I did like her uh, haunted house answer, where she basically talked about like researching the spirits and stuff. I thought that was really cool. She's going to take the time to actually like look it up. I was like, maybe that would translate to the game where she won't like rush in take time to like get to know people and figure out what's best for her. so i kind of agree with tricks i do think that she will be able to maybe be a dark horse if she takes that approach to the game yeah and, and i think just in general um you know given that our community can kind of tend to be more white male it's just nice and refreshing that we're we're now having a cast that's diverse uh, with people like genesis um and I really liked her answer to the public figure talking about um, Erlen Woods, who um, mm-hmm. interviewed prison inmates. Um, I actually started listening to the podcast after. And I feel like sometimes our interests and um, like things that we like overlap a lot. And so there can be a bit of 
reinforced behavior. Um, so it's just kind of refreshing to see answers like that or find out about things that I wouldn't normally find out about in the community. So hoping for more diversity in the future for some refreshing personalities like, like Serena. That's awesome. And who did you compare uh, Genesis to? I compared her to Anna from season 15. Um, oh, okay. Both very, very funny. Um, Anna was a big fan fave, um, but Anna struggled to adjust her social game to Alias. Um, and I think I can kind of Wait. see Genesis kind of having the same fave. Let's hope not, because she seems like a gem. Let's hope she doesn't find a Tarzan. <laughs> For sure. Next up, we have Kaylee, played by William. Um, now, of this entire cast, this is absolutely the person I have the least idea about whatsoever, and that's because <laughs> um, this person was recruited by you, Harry, on hey, the hey, Hinge Matt. dating app. Yes. So... It's um it's certainly an interesting recruitment method and I I have a lot of curiosities, I'll put it that way. <laughs> no, I just want to say that it's an instantly iconic casting story, regardless of what happens here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that they said that their strength was superpower or, or empathy was their superpower. And I, I or maybe they didn't say that, but I just thought of Kellen from Ghost Island. Empathy is my superpower. Um, and it's their first game. So they gave that anecdote about how the like last time they got voted out of Among Us was because they made like a big fuss or whatever, which I thought was yeah. Overall, though, I feel like um, Kaylee's probably going to be fodder because it seems like this is a really stacked cast. So I don't know if I see Kaylee lasting super long, but maybe they'll surprise Okay. Um, yes. So... I just found his interview to be really um, like engaging and interesting. Um, he really thought and provided entertaining and, and, and interesting answers, especially with the haunted house question. Everyone kind of said the same thing. I'll talk to a media. I'll just move. But he was like, no, I'm going to get a Ouija board. I'm going to get an exorcist. Like, we're going to get this guy out. Um, and it was really fun. I liked also, also like this Tina Weston comparison, you know, with recruits. Okay. You usually get people comparing themselves to like Suri or Malcolm um, or whoever played on the most recent season. Um, so it was, I think his disposition will work well with the community. So even if he's not successful here, I hope he stays around. Is he a big Survivor fan or? He is, yes. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah, Tina is like a deep, deep hole. So good on him. Yeah, and I compared him to Philip from Alcius. Philip's also a complete newbie, a great writer, someone with a lot of heart and a lot of passion, um, who came in very overwhelmed and a little naive, and so I'm kind of expecting the same sort of thing here. Similar trajectory. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Next up, we have Linus, played by Roland. So Linus is one of the cast members we have that's a veteran of our little alias community. And Roland... Linus, I see as a very well-rounded player who, mm -hmm. when he when he really applies himself, he's exceptional. He just doesn't always feel like applying himself in the first place. Here, he's going to try and make an effort to be at the top of his game. Yeah, I liked that he owned his uh, neutral evil 
like a champ at the top. I've never seen him play before, but I've interacted in, with him on Rustic, and I think he's actually really smart. Um, and I don't want to like step on your toes, Justin, with your comparisons, but I just know he's done his homework regarding good and evil. So I'm almost getting like Thiago vibes, but just not as evil, maybe. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, of the people who have not played, he definitely knows the series the best. And I think he really cares about his like introduction to the series being uh -huh. important. So I think we can expect him to take it super seriously. I think he's a really great social player. He's definitely a quality over quantity person. You're not going to have a long conversation with him, but in like a few messages, he'll like make you LOL. So, um, yeah, I, I think strategically uh, he can get overwhelmed sometimes in the games I've played with him or watched him. And considering how social this cast is, that might actually be good for him. For sure. I really liked his uh, answer where he was basically talking about like being fluid in the game. So like you can backstab him one round, but next round if he like needs you or needs to survive, he has no issues working with you. Um, I think that That's will so do, yeah, do really well for him, um, especially in you know good versus good versus evil, where you most likely will be backstabbed at least some point in time. So uh, I really like that. I think that bodes well for him. I am a little bit worried that he does describe himself as an uh, antagonistic. <laughs> so, like you lying. say, yeah, he can like make you LOL in a few short messages, but he could also have the ability to maybe turn you off in just a few short messages. So it could be, you know, double edged sword there. Um, also, Definitely when he wants people to have, uh, when he wants people to have an opinion, and so that like gets on his nerves that some people aren't like ready to give their full on opinion to him yet. So it'll be interesting to see how he does uh, in a group that is social that may not want to like ruffle feathers right away, where he just wants to know information or what you think at this point in time, and you're not really ready to give that to him, if he will still kind of like carry on the conversation with you or just move on right away to the next person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think um, he's definitely like the person who's most likely to like go in the general chat and be like, so who leaked the plan officially? I would say, like, he has no pretenses about, like, clearing the air. I actually didn't compare him to Thiago. I compared him to Annie, a.k.a. Oh, Cameron. Um, they're, like, they're very similar in terms of personality. Very strong socially and strategically. They understand the game. Um, they can get a little overwhelmed um, with the emotional side of things, um, but kind of, like, lead their heart out. Um, I think at the very least with Linus slash Roland, you'll get like a full developed character. My only worry is he's historically bad at updating his confessionals. So oh, no. we'll see, we'll see how he does. Um, maybe the live confessional will be his bread and butter. Yeah. I will say he has my favorite model. So I'm rooting for him on that pretense alone. I, so. I do very much see the Linus Annie comparison. Yeah, they're both competent players, but when they're mad, when they're frustrated about something, you are going to know very quickly how frustrated they are. <laughs> Next up, Oswald, played by Mitch. Um, another alias regular, but a little more new to the community. Um, I played with him recently in Void, and he is 
a very, very intense but fun personality. Um, really engaging very quickly. Has some strategic backbone to him as well. So I'm, I'm excited to see how he performs here. When you say um, he was intense, what do you mean? Just very, very communicative and engaging right away, talking about anything across the planet. A uh, bit of a roller coaster of a first conversation. Yeah, he described himself as spontaneous, so that doesn't really surprise me. But uh, seems like he's someone who'd be fun to talk to. Plus, he compared himself to Davey, and I love that. Because that's another one that's like, you don't see that usual comparison. It's normally like Parv, Sandra, Tyson, Tony. We saw like, what, two or three Tonys? Um, sort of see a Davey comparison. I don't know if that made me really happy. Yeah, I did find his answer to who he admires kind of weird like did he say Johnny Depp is that right <laughs> yeah oh, did I miss no. something so he's um I mean like he's a young man Johnny Depp got accused of domestic violence uh for his ex-wife Amber yeah. but um it's recently it's been found that it was all fabricated by Amber and that she was actually the domestic abuser and so it's kind of, um, I think a lot of men have rallied around him, um, given the fact that he was so openly criticized and crucified for something he didn't do. Um, and I think there are hin like tinges of like men's rights there. Um, but he seems, I mean, like supporting someone who like is a domestic abuse victim is, is always great. Um, but um, he also said Meghan Markle. Um, yeah, so I liked that. Like that part. Yeah, I don't think that he um, is problematic in any way. Okay. Um, so um, I like his answers. He seems like he cares a lot. Um, I honestly don't know how he's going. I mean, his answers were really long, I remember. Um, and um, I had no idea how he's going to do socially and strategically. Um, I compared him to Saul, since Saul is like someone who's very both intense in conversation, not intense in conversations, but really, really well-rounded really engaging on conversations, someone who is all about their confessional, um, but might lack some of that strategic or social strategic acumen. Um, you know, Saul, yeah. um, Saul's blindsided in Vesuvius was like a big downfall. Um, and he's saying he just got blindsided. So he might not have the uh, ability to kind of see it coming. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think he mentioned that he's super social, but he tends to flop at a certain point. Like he sees the blind side coming, but he can't really do anything to change it. So yeah, and I relate to that. I see you what know. you're saying with him in relation to in relation to Saul, because having played with him recently, I would say more fifty percent Saul, fifty percent Zeke. Uh, yeah, just in terms of social engagement uh, and uh, how he positioned himself. Game. Yeah, I actually compared Zeke to somebody else, and so. I'll keep that tight-lipped until... Ooh, stay tuned. <laughs> On the tribe, we have uh, Paz, played by Cristobal, um, who's from the OpenID community, a good friend of our own host, Pawnee. Um, I've heard his name about for a long time, but I don't really know too much about him myself, but he does seem like a really lovely personality. Tawny certainly has nothing but exuberant things to say. <laughs> So I feel like what I first thing I love about Paz is her intro quote, 
heads up BFFs, it's open season on liars and I'm hunting. Uh, it's so yeah. silly and goofy compared to like the others. And I love that she just like hates liars. Like, I, I don't know. Um, she seems like sweet and silly. I'm worried that she or they might be a little too um, naive. Um, compare themselves to Parvati. Um, and I think maybe, you know, they come across as sweet or nice, but I think uh, they might lack that vicious instinct. Um, I actually cheated and compared Paz to Tani. Um, since they seem very similar. <laughs> Love that. Well, that's funny to me that the perception is that Tawny and Paz are similar because Paz said that one of their pet peeves was people who get too attached in games. Yeah. And I, true. I, I just, I wonder, you know, because, I mean, if you're reversed to that, like, people do tend to develop pretty close bonds. So, yeah, very. They uh they also said that they're flirty like Parv, so they can connect to people, and that's always an interesting thing in Alias because, like the last three games I've played, there's been some little issues with like flirting and some some person flirting, the other person not being receptive to that flirting, or like, and so I'm just kind of in like maybe tone that down a little bit because you don't want to like. Cross there, the there's line a, there. <laughs> yeah, there's a thin line when it comes to trying to get flirty in these games. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do there. Um, but also, they say they can read people really well. So, Can we talk about the, the alien's answer? Um, it's <laughs> yeah. He, everyone else is like debating nature and nurture and like the fault of man and he's like humans are pretty gossipy like all the drama in high school people wouldn't stop writing their mouths it was disgusting i would just gossip with the aliens about all the drama <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just feel like this person is gonna have a bit of spunk and i can see he gives me like middle of the road negative energy you know um, yeah i can see that i don't know who my new comparison would be Maybe I like feel like Garrett. I don't know. Like who? Like Garrett from I don't I don't quite have a good and evil comparison, but uh, I just think of Cook Island's Parvati. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they went early, but I could also see them working their way into a group and actually sticking around. So it's just if they would be able to get over that hump where they don't come off like a little bit uh, fake with like the flirtiness mm -hmm. and if people want to actually like work with them. Yeah. He, he seems very excited. He's been messaging me and Tani a lot about um, you know, being really excited for the fact that he'll feel like immersed in a story. Um, so hopefully we'll get some, some good character stuff too. Yeah. So next up we have Rashad played by John coming to us from the Stranded community, and I don't know this man at all, but everything I'm reading about him makes me just want to be his friend. Like, he just seems like a really cool, chill dude. He's definitely, so I, I played with him technically two times, but really only one time. We were pretty close allies um, in the recent Stranded All Winners. Um, Stranded is definitely a community that values those big, flashy moves and john is all about that 
John will find the idol. He'll play it on somebody. He'll risk it all. He'll like call. He's he's the kind of person who's going to want to whisper at tribal council. Like he just has a lot of. He, he he gives no fucks. Like if he goes home, he goes home. He wants to be here and he wants to have a good time. He's very easy to talk to. He's very social, um, and he's played three orgs uh, and made like the final six in all of them and won one. So, um, and Pretty like two of them are all stars games. So, um, yeah. he's been pretty successful in stranded. Um, I don't know how that's gonna um, relate here. I think most people who come from stranded tend to do well. Um, only because you're also kind of using the um, a chat messaging system there. So hopefully he'll do well. I think he's a bit skeptical um, since I've been, I've been trying to recruit him for like four seasons now. Um, and so hopefully he'll come in kind of guns blazing. Um, I loved out of most of the people, he was the only one, or the only one that I saw that basically said that in his answers that it's just a game. And he's just here to have fun. And that's refreshing. So I feel like a lot of people take these, not a lot of people, but there are quite a few a season that take these very seriously. And it's just like, relax. You're okay. It's just a game. It's not going to affect your life in any way, like outside of it, if you don't let it. Um, and I love this ghost story. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. hilarious. He, um, I, I, yeah, he has great energy. I think whoever said that um, is right. He just seems, he's like a relaxing person to talk to. Yeah, I really, I loved his energy. And um, I feel like this seems like a really good rep for him, just judging from everything that I read in his profile. I think he's going to be a favorite on his tribe. And I think one of his talents, he said, is being able to read what the jury's thinking. And I think um, that's like a really, really useful skill to have. Because, I mean, like looking back at last season, Alana really misread what the jury was was thinking in relation to Ben, and that's a big reason why she lost. So I think that an ability to read the jury and be able to forge a path to the end, um, and have the you know state of mind to be able to plead your case and convince them to award you over the people you're sitting next to, I think that's going to give him an edge. And I actually I feel really good about Rashad. I think he's going to go far. Absolutely, and I do have I have one person from each tribe. If you had to ask me right now, would have a real, real solid shot at winning. Rashad is uh, that person for who hadn't killed tribe, especially in on a tribe full of a lot of people who say that uh, they're really like nice and caring and kind of emotional. Um, Rashad has a little more of a killer instinct than a lot of the rest of the hadn't killed tribe. I yeah. also agree. Rashad was really high on my list too for like winners. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I compared him to Helga only because he doesn't take things too seriously. He has a good time. He's down to fuck shit up. Um, he is all about entertaining himself in the same way that I think Mikey is. I love that. Last but not least, uh, we have Mayor Shane. Shane is played by host Greg of Empire fame, another person from our alias community. This man is already looking like a big character. He's even already been working on making some fake immunity idols for his tribe mates. So um, I think we're probably in for a bit of a show with this one. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch Shane mm-hmm. play just because 
he says he like loves chaos. He actually compared himself to Tony, and it's like one of the only ones where I was like just talking to him. I'm like, I can 100% see that. Just the way Tony plays, I can totally see uh, Greg or Shane do that. Um, I do think the items he creates, it will be fun to see if people actually fall for them or not. Uh, Maddie gave us some insight to that last night where she talks about how his uh, his um, creation or graphic creation isn't that strong. So him creating these things may not work out the way he wants to. Mm-hmm. So it will be kind of funny to see how that works. Yeah. And we'll just Mia, aka Maddie, also said that she is not too confident about his uh, longevity in the game. Um, but I just think that he's going to be a huge presence no matter how long he lasts. Yeah. Just based on all the activity so far. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I actually think that Shane and Rashad might be a power duo. I could really see them getting along. Um, they're both really big history nerds um and kind of like politics nerds and so i feel like if we're looking at like a deadly duo that could definitely be it and they're both really big on isle hunting i would just be shocked if they like didn't immediately team up potential alliance that's yeah because i was gonna say the only thing i could uh think that would like actually hurt shane early because is if people just find him a little bit too weird and like different in his like taste because he is a big history buff but like he's also really into like marble racing and all this stuff that like other people (laughs) may just be like what (laughs) um so if he like kind of just isn't able to click with people i could see him going but he also is like just a funny person to talk to so i could see him doing well uh what did interest me is he did say he doesn't want to hurt people but then he wants to trick them with like fake items and stuff. And I'm like, what do you think that's going to do? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think that he, he hasn't played in a while. And like when he played Twisted, I think like things, people took things less personally, maybe. I don't know if they did. Um, but yeah, like if I was close with someone and they like tricked me like that, I would absolutely feel upset. Yeah. I'd be uh, upset. I feel like he won't. I feel like he'll trick people who he doesn't really know. Um, I mean, I think that in an org, if someone is social and weird, that's like a plus for me because anyone who's like providing something different in the conversation in the sea of like nine conversations that are going to be the same, I I would be shocked mm-hmm. if he wasn't like running that tribe, you know? Yeah. I hope so. I actually, yeah, I really hope Mia's wrong about him not being long for the game because I, I love everything that he's bringing so far. I think he did. I think uh, upside is he's like late game villain fall. Like, you know, he goes out sixth, fifth, and like finally the villain gets its due. So, are he maybe he's just early jury? Like, I feel like he's going to make merge. Like, I'd be shocked if he didn't. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I feel like he is. Even though he hasn't played in a while, I remember when he played Warriors Scotland. And he was incredibly, incredibly competent. I, I personally hope he still got it. I would love to see. I actually, um, this is the person I compared to Zeke, only because he has that manic that. energy. Um, I mean, he already has messaged me paragraphs upon paragraphs of information that I haven't read, um, which is very Zeke to do. Um, thinks of all angles, 
the kind of person who's like turning over stones that no one else thinks to turn over. Um, I feel like he's very similar to Zeke in that regard. So that's the Haddonfield tribe. Yeah, normally this is the point when I would say, who do you think is going to be the first boot? But that's not something that I think is a really easy thing to answer with this cast in general. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the obvious easy answer would be Kaylee, just because she hasn't played before. But often I think that, and I end up incredibly surprised immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say Kaylee are, I would be like wild card bet Cordelia. That's an interesting wild card. I, if, <laughs> I if it's social, guesses. I'd see. Well, so my thinking is, yeah. yeah, so like I would, I'd put money on Kaylee. I say Cordelia just because she's coming in so praised from her last game that she may have a little bit of like in inflated self ego and then she talked about bad conversationalists so if she just abandons those quickly early on i could see maybe people being like well she doesn't like talking to us so what's the point just out of everyone else on the tribe but i don't think it's going to happen it's just like if i had to pick a crazy wild card bet i'd be like Cordelia. i mean no one thought wendy would go first and then wendy went first so wendy <laughs> <laughs> I do think well, of the two tribes, this tribe is likely to be the more dominant one. Yeah, this tribe is pretty stacked. I can see Genesis having some trouble, but um, yeah. I think for me, more than likely, I think I personally think Cordelia, Cordelia is going to be fine. I think she's going to run into trouble when people start to like cut the fat and get rid of people that aren't like contributing. But I mean, at the mm. same time, I think that this cast. Um, is hopefully going to be pretty active and pretty eager to hit the ground running, um, pretty engaged with each other. So we'll see. Next up, we have the Woodsboro tribe. Starting off, yeah. off is Brandon, played by Josh Mendelson. He hasn't played in about four years, but I, I being tricks here, played with him a decade ago, and he's dipped his toes in a lot of different communities here and there. If he's anything like the person I played with 10 years ago, he's going to be a huge character. Very high chance of overplaying, so he'll be fun to watch at the very least. Yeah, I remember him from back in the day. I think he's another person that says that he's a social player, um, which I think a lot of people maybe think they're social players and can overestimate maybe their social contribution. I think I mean, obviously, it's it's been a long time, apparently, since he's played. Um, so I think getting back into the swing of things could be tough. Um, but you never know. Um, I love that his favorite horror movie is A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I thought that was just such a deep cut. And um, Dream Warriors is amazing. It's so his good, where they're all in the asylum. I love it. Yeah. His cast reveal is one of the, the funnier ones. Well, yeah, Every he's also time. psychic. Like, what? Like, he has yeah. dreams. Psychic him, dreams. Like, him declaring himself as both a Gemini and a psychic, as well as, like, <laughs> a spiritual successor to Eliza Orleans. I'm not expecting him to do well, but I am expecting him to be fun while he's there. Uh, I'll say real quick that I loved he described himself as a social snake. So I'm, like, really excited to see how he does that. I kind of like that he yeah. is Brandon, because Brandon's such a cookie-cutter boring person that, like, you're... Um, your inclination is to kind of ignore him. So I like that 
that kookiness will be applied to kind of a cookie cutter um character instead of being applied to like someone who is already a little bit more yeah 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 Yeah. um i compared him to vicky um i don't know if you think that's an accurate comparison but like vicky I, I mean, you know what? With his Eliza, I mean, with his Eliza choice, I can totally see it. Like, it's just, I don't know, he does seem like a big character. Come yeah, through Vicky. Like, as an aside, Vicky, Vicky's only grown in my heart over time. She's the gift that keeps on giving. And also, to be fair to that comparison, Vicky wasn't a bad player either. Right, so Vicky it's not like... No, she wasn't. Yeah. So I think that's a that's actually a really it's a really fun comparison. Big character and good player, which is hard to pull off. Yeah. Most people are just kind of one or the other. Next up we have uh, Diego, played by Grant. Grant used to be a really, really prolific player in the Alias community, but he hasn't played as much in recent years. He's always a really fun character and social player, so it'll be exciting to see how he takes flight in this game. Oh, I really liked his um, application, his interview. He seems very thoughtful. He seems like, in a very social cast, he seems to be on the more strategic side. He seems like the kind of person who's kind of thinking of things from all angles. He seems social. He seems like he'll probably be a nice guy. I think he'll probably do very well. Um, but yeah, I think he leans more strategic. Um, I have no idea how he's going to do. Um, I haven't watched him play ever. Um, I've never played with him. Um, so just entirely based on, um, the application, the interview, I could totally see him being a winner. Um, I compared him to Carter from Ilvermorny, um, since they kind of have that same, like, social strategic makeup, um, I could easily see Diego going at, like, final seven, like Carter. Yeah, I actually uh, agree with you, Justin. I He was someone who I also had really high in, like, my quote-unquote power rankings because I really liked his, um, like, his self-reflection where he's like, I play, he likes to play a middle game, a shifting game, but he does recognize that that can hurt him in the end. So it's like if he comes in knowing that, maybe he'll be able to, like, hopefully realize it and fix it when it, before it's too late. But like you said – maybe final seven because the one thing that does really worry me is he does describe himself as impulsive so it's like will he just make a move like just to like make it to be like flashy and like oh maybe this will gain me some like like a resume point Mm -hmm. whereas it may not be the best move to make at the time so he could be really fun to watch yeah based on his bio i i really like him i thought um yeah, he's definitely a strategic player, but he admits that he can be impulsive. So I'm worried if, you know, if the game isn't too exciting, like, I think that's great for us as viewers that he's really willing to, like, maybe yeah make a move. And I think I think that's good from a viewing perspective. Um, and it's funny that he's been apparently around as long as he has been because I just felt like his attitude was just very new school to me. Just mm. like, you know, he's like, all about like breaking up the status quo and i thought that was really cool he was ahead um, of his time he was he was trailblazer <laughs> and i thought for a second that he wrote that his favorite horror movie was green book <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no green room is a, is a really good choice i like that movie a lot it's very yeah green um, room's a good movie 
Very intense. R.I.P. Anton Yelkin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I I'm I'm happy because I really think this rep is kind of iconic. I love how like the red shades kind of like blend in with like the red on the posters. Um, so I'm just happy. I'm hoping that the rep is done justice. Very Ryan slash Beatrix. I do think with him it could. Can we talk about how he said he's a mix of Fabio and Cochran, but meets Tony? And I'm just like, that is a survivor player I do not want to see. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he definitely has an overanalyzing quality to him. I could actually see him being a runner-up material. We love good runner-ups, though. Good and Evil has been blessed to have really, really great second placers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does describe himself as defiant too. So uh, I think that's always fun to watch, especially if he ends up on the bottom and just watching how he handles that because that was um, very, Mia was someone who was very also just kind of like defiant and was like, no, I'm not going to kiss your ass, like whatever. Next up, we have Fatima. Played by Robbie Ramone. He's an old school open ID player. I, as in tricks, have been Facebook friends with him for a very long time. He's incredibly intelligent, he's sassy, and he's super sarcastic. I've actually played with with Fatima, aka Robbie, um, in my only open ID foray, and that was years ago, and I absolutely loved him in that game. I think he's gonna be really with it, really sharp, socially and strategically. Um, I just I think he's going to be massive threat. And I think that if I had to pick a winner pick from this tribe, I think it would probably be. Um, I I know very little about them except for their reputation is that you know, Robbie is an org giant. He's very good. Enti- like he's mostly an open ID. So I'm interested to see how that will foray into alias. I don't think he's going to have an issue. Um, I. Like his Denise Stapley comparison. Um, Same. Denise is one of those players that, um, you know, if you throw them in a game, like, their chances of winning is pretty high. Um, he seems to be super excited. Um, it was kind of, um, you know, with a lot of these open ID people being recruited, um, it was pretty exciting that he just kind of applied on a limb. Um, and I think this rest <laughs> is also really great, um, and he's going to take it. He says he's going to take Fatima in kind of a – um, um, let's say with Nev Campbell with the witches, with the witchcraft, the craft, the craft, yes, which I think is really fun, and would be like a cool homage. Um, yeah, I, I really like that they describe themselves as sickening. Oh, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> For sure, I did notice that he says he hates inactives, so I wonder what his definition of inactive is. Like, if it is it just like regular definition you're never around you deserve to go first or is it someone who like he deems oh you're not here enough to my liking so Mm. you're an active that's a good point um my comparison for fatima was beatrix um i love that actually yeah Yeah, i think that um eric slash beatrix has that kind of like next level energy just like he does so well in every game because he just like gets it in terms of like what he needs to do to succeed um in a way that i think others don't and this is kind of how i see robbie being um especially given uh, both of them being really really big social players yeah that's on point all right 
now we have Harlan, played by Luca. Um, Harlan's definitely one of the bigger wild cards in this cast. He has a really endearing story of why he wants to play this game. Um, I think his heart's yeah. going to be in it. Um, it's just hard to say exactly how well he'll technically perform. I just want him to do really well. <laughs> just like, just because of his story. Like, I just want him to make it far. Yeah. I feel like he's got a very rootable quality about him. Yeah. And also, an uh, interesting so. comparison, Dan K, which is one you, like, you never see. Mm-hmm. That's a um, deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he said it's because he's too trusting. So I was like, okay. Because he mentioned he makes really reliable connections, um, like, early on. So it's just, is he one of those people that, like, he makes his alliance, like, you know, day one or two, and then those are his people the whole game? So I don't know how fluid he is. Yeah, not one of the more confidence-inspiring survivor picks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I um, I'm not confident in his success uh, because I have no baseline. You know, his mm-hmm. game from RTV, which is a really, really ancient, like, gaming community that... I would not consider it to be a very good one. Um, it's kind of similar to what Discord is now. Um, so I don't think he'll be successful, um, but I would love to be like pleasantly surprised, you know? Uh, Absolutely. But Same. There was like a refreshing quality, I think, to his interview and the way he spoke about um, the game and, and why he applied. And um, yeah, I, I'm happy that he's getting the opportunity to kind of relive that. Yeah. For sure. I can see it not going great, but I hope it doesn't. Like, I hope it goes good. I hope it goes well for him. Yeah, or at least if it doesn't go well, I hope he gets what he wants out of the experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. My comparison was Dimitri. Um, I think they're both um, a little bit reserved, sweet, well-intentioned, kind, um, kind of like slow blossoms, uh, very intelligent. Um, and I could see maybe him having um, a similar like run to Dimitri's and Von Grimm. I can see that. Next up, we have Janice, played by Taylor St. Louis. Um, probably alongside Robbie, uh, one of the bigger names from the OpenID community that we've gotten in the series. She's incredibly successful in her community. I remember seeing her in Endure like five, five, four years ago. She's really become a staple of that community. Strong strategic player, strong social player. And I think of the OpenID players, one of the most likely to find her footing in this style of game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I don't know her personally, but I've known of her for a very long time. And, um, uh, yeah, I think ahead. she's going to do well. I enjoy that she's known for her mist. It's always nice to see a fellow <laughs> mist caster. Um, I find that it gets less, less um, effective upon subsequent performances, so hopefully she, she does well here and uses it wisely. Yeah. Um, I think the only red flag for me in her whole bio, because I do agree with you guys, I do think she could do really well, is when she mentioned um, 
I think it was in the haunted house thing where she mentioned she'll handle it like she handles most problems where she panics and cries and which made me upset because I don't like seeing people panic and cry. But if she gets into a point in the game where things aren't going her way, like, will she be able to fix it or will she just kind of be like, fuck it, I can't do it and just kind of throw in the towel? That was like the really only one red flag I could got. I got. But otherwise, I think she's very solid. I will say of the Woodsboro tribe, Janice is the one that I selected as a potential winner pick, although it was very close between her and Fatima. Um, I, see her as a winner pick? Yeah, I, I could maybe see it. I, um, you know, given the fact that she feels as though she's very similar to Rebecca in that way, in that like they felt like a lot of their wins were discredited because in the open ID, uh, you come in with kind of like perceptions based on the games that you play. Um, and so this is kind of this test run for her to see if she still has the same abilities when she's not playing as Taylor. Um, it's such a roll of the dice. You know, you don't know if you're going to get someone who's going to say, I can't do this alias thing, or if you're going to get someone like Rebecca who um, like does it well. But even like, even Rebecca wasn't able to see her blind side coming. Um, she didn't have the ability to kind of like, um, I think the going from voice and video to text kind of eliminates your ability to to see when maybe an ally is going to blindside you. And so um, I could see her having a similar trajectory where she starts out great, but she doesn't she doesn't isn't able to use the same cues to kind of recognize when things shift against her. But if she has uh, Rebecca upside, then you know she'll be able to adapt. Yes, love Rebecca. Rebecca Absolutely. Robbed. Is that Rebecca's? Is that Rebecca? Her, is her comparison? Um, that is her comparison. Yeah, I see it. A lot of season. Yeah, season. there's a recency bias. I'm sorry. I tried okay. to like go back, but oh, it. <laughs> I think the recency bias helps because I know for me, like the mid seasons are where my knowledge is the most lacking. So I can kind of follow what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know my season and Quantum Heroes. So, <laughs> and then a little bit of Von Grimm. Got to go back and rewatch. So yeah, but that's what that's what you guys are here for. You guys are here to be the historical <laughs> part, and I'm here to be like, I don't know this person anyway. Here's what they said. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Next on the Woodsboro Tribe, we have Min, played by Victor. I don't personally oh. know Victor, but uh, she seems like a Another competent, newer-ish player? I don't know. I'm not very familiar. Uh, she seems really strategically sound, and, uh, yeah. Cool. I did a big oof at the Rick Devins adoration, so I'm going to try not to hold it against him, because I thought overall he seemed kind of adorable. Um, He states that when he wins, he does so as an underdog. Um, yeah. So... That should be interesting because I feel like there's definitely a when you're playing as an underdog, it requires a different skill set than when you're playing from the top. So I think yeah, be an interesting person to watch if he gets into that like Noel, Mia, Priscilla kind of position. The um, only thing that really oh sorry, go ahead. Well, I just I think he could struggle though to gain footing, but it, it is in his first game, so we'll see. Yeah, so but it I'm also kind of sounds like. It also sounds like Min's been saying that they play well when they're 
starting off a couple steps behind, trying to play catch up and having to cockroach their way. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's what I was saying. Yeah. I was kind of on the same thought, uh, Ellen, where I was like, you know, if they, like, this is their third game, so they've all, they obviously haven't had this issue. Um, but like just reading their answers, uh, I'm like, I wonder if the communication thing will be a little bit hard for them. But then I reread and realized, oh, this isn't their first game, so that shouldn't be a worry because obviously they've they've dealt with that and they figure out how to handle it. Some which experience, is, yeah. yeah, which is great because I don't I don't want to see someone get you know booted out just because English isn't their first language. Like no one wants to see that. So for sure, I love I love that we have someone in the cast that's like put me on the bottom and watch what happens. Like I just think that's great. So. I think that's, yeah, that's admirable that you have somebody that is going to give it their all no matter what, even when the cards are down. Yeah. yeah, my like my prediction is like a middle row positive pre-merge fave. Um, I love her quote, the let's get floopy. That's a, it's it's so like silly. <laughs> um, Katie, I am I am rooting for Victor, um, especially, you know, he's young, um, but he's he's played a few games. He's done well. You know, making the FTC in a big game like experimental, especially one that also had the alumni playing, like um, was really great. Of anyone, his answers to the interviews were so long that I had to actually like, like edit them yeah. before I copied and pasted because it wouldn't fit in the Google Sheet. Wow. Um, so oh, no. he he definitely um, isn't scared to type, which we love at Good and Evil. Um, I think also so, Tani's been trying to recruit him ever since Experimental. Um, I think for like, she tried to recruit him for 15 and he declined. He's very intentional about when he plays and like what state of mind he's in. And so I really like that for people. I like when people Definitely. make a decision to play because you know you're going to see them fully get in. So um, I hope he does well. Um, and it sucks because I hope everyone does well and I know everyone won't. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think best case, everyone just has fun. Yeah. That's what you can hope for. <laughs> I compared him to uh, Daniel from Nova Rome. Oh, uh, I like I that comparison. Daniel so much. I can't say like, that. I do too. Yeah, there's like the timeline difference. He's really sweet and nice. Um, he takes a bit of time to like warm up, you know, but once he does, he's really, really, really good socially. So uh, that's my comparison. Uh, so just to uh, sub in here, uh, this is where we would talk about Nora, but Nora got replaced um, after, um, you know, we had recorded this podcast, so nothing about the new Nora um, for this pregame one, but we'll have something for her uh, at our mid-game assessment one. Next, we have Troy, played by another Josh, but he's more <laughs> known to the community as Penner. Um, Yay! I, AKA Josh, <laughs> AKA um, I've played with Troy before. He um, he's very emotionally invested. He definitely has a um, a habit of getting a certain type of way. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm so excited for him because I think he's going to be an excellent villain. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, 100%. (laughs) 
And I think it's going to be interesting that his pet peeve is anyone playing a shtick because I feel like, well, for one, it's a good thing that he's not on a tribe with Mayor Shane because I feel like that whole thing could get, like, come to blows fast. But I feel like just by nature of them having to make their own bios, like, I feel like it's going to be everyone basically doing a shtick. So I feel like... I mean, I also just feel like he's a shtick himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has such a distinct personality um yeah. i agree i do think he's very cerebral and he does care a lot you know i remember when we played with him on, with him on empire um what i liked was that he was good at keeping his cards close um and being very careful even if he does get emotional in terms of his decision making he's very careful with information he's really good at instincts very cerebral good at finding idols very easy to get yeah. along with at least in my opinion um, I love his like socialist energy, like him like standing Elizabeth Warren. Well, okay, can we talk about yeah. that? Because everyone describes Josh aka Penner as like Rodney Jr. in the Rustic server. And then I like looked at like how his p- person that he thinks deserves more recognition is Elizabeth Warren. And um, he's most afraid of Donald Trump. So it was just kind of a pleasant surprise because I didn't expect that from him. So it's like, almost like gives me igor energy <laughs> like i don't know yeah He's definitely i mean like igor I oh think, yes <laughs> I, I don't think that pinner has the same bro energy uh i don't we might have to edit this out but um you know one of the things that he told me in empire was that his dad is actually gay um and that like really framed how he views the world and kind of allowed him to Aww. think more critically on his environment um and so I, I think he's definitely a lot more emotionally evolved than maybe um, people give him credit for. I, yeah. I would agree. I think he can be a little bit unhinged. I don't want to say unhinged. I feel like that's not the right word, but just like, like emotional is a good word. I just remember so, playing mafia games with him on Effie and him getting a little bit aggro at times when things didn't go his way. And yeah. So things in the moment. So anyway, sorry, go ahead, Noel. I'm shutting sorry, up. No. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, like, from playing with him and reading his confessionals, he does, he does have a very strategic mind. So, like, I do think, like, I don't see him going early. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't make merge unless he just, like, completely pisses people off. Um, but his thing that, like, I noticed is he wants something to happen, but then he doesn't really do anything to make it happen. So, like, in our season, he he like didn't want to make certain like certain decisions but then still did it and then just complain about it instead of ever voicing that opinion with people who are in his alliance so it's like he has a strategic mind but i don't know if he has just from the one game i play with him like really the ability to push that like push his his agenda onto other people he just seems to kind of like go with what eventually his alliance wants him to do so it will be interesting to see if he if he does that again this game or if he actually takes more control of his own game and like drives the season and drives his alliance. And refreshing. Yeah, I mean that was nice. I don't have the best experience with him in my last game. So like I will admit like I'm a little bit biased, but I'm like trying to come in with an open book and for sure. You know if he does well, like I'll be I'm happy for him if he does well. Like cool. I just know, like, my experiences playing with him wasn't the greatest. 
Yeah, my experience playing with him in Twisted Seven was a bit abrasive on his part, but that was also four and a half years ago, so I can't really make a full judgment on how someone plays now from four and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah. I think he has the ability to do really, 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 really well. I just think sometimes when things don't go his way, he kind of mm-hmm. lets his uh, emotions override it. But we've all been there. So. Definitely. Is Justin back? I don't know. He said wow yes. in the chat. Oh, I I wanna... maybe was that response to Tani? I think so. But I, I want to know his superlative. <laughs> or like his venial superlative. Hi, I'm back. Welcome. Hi. What Welcome do you back. have to say about Troy? Um, I feel like I said everything I wanted to say uh, in terms of, like, I think he's a good player. He'll do well. He's he's a bit reserved. I think this tribe isn't as good as the other one. I'm going to try to make them as even, even as possible, but it's kind of impossible, you know? So um, I think he can do well. You know, I think the merge will be make or break for him, how he's able to interact with the tribe. I think the no swap thing will actually benefit him because I think he's paranoid uh, often. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, this is a, a nice comparison. I compared him to Tristan um, from Nova Rome because of their kind of cerebral and reserved energy um, and kind of their ability to think ahead and work really hard. Big fan of Tristan. Next up, we have Virginia, played by Nick Dicola, uh, the <laughs> legend himself. Did, were you doing um, that in just, it's Nick DeCola. Thank you very much. Nick DeCola. Sorry, I've only <laughs> ever read the name. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to be snarky. <laughs> I'm just obsessed. Uh, Trick said, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Virginia is definitely someone who has a habit of commanding attention in games often. Um, being a highly social player, uh, with some strategic backbone. Uh, definitely going to be a fun player to watch. Yeah, Nick's my good friends since I've made my triumphant re- return to the community. I really adore him. I think he's adorable. And I'm so happy that he applied and I'm really excited to see him play. Same. We we met in uh, Empire because he was one of the hosts and we just chatted a bit and he's Super, super lovely, and I honestly do think that they could do very, very well this game. He's another person, aside from from um, Robbie and Taylor St. Louis, a.k.a. Fatima and Janice, that I could see winning, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I think he, um, he definitely struggles to manage his visibility, which I think with a season with no swaps and a final two, um, it's not made for a Nick DeCola game, you know? Um, How do you mean? Can you explain? He, he, shrug- he struggles to minimize his um, visibility level. Like, in every game he plays, he's the person everyone's talking about, you know? Um, and mm. so it's much harder to, like, make it to the end, I think, um, when you're seen as the person, you know? Living rent-free, everyone's mind. 
actually compared him to Ellen uh, for that very reason. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. We're like soulmates, soul sisters. Right, and last on the Woodsboro tribe, we have Yakov, played by Joshua, um, another <laughs> person from the most recent season of Endure, and definitely seems like he's going to be a big personality. Um, I cannot wait. Gave one of the great answers of, I was just too loved and popular and everyone was obsessed with me, so they voted me out, which you always, always a trip. You know it's true. I'm so here for the con uh, the uh, complex player negative, our over-the-top negative edit. Like, let's go. Give me villain right out the gate. I can't tell how much of his, um, like, I'm fucking awesome shtick is, like, self-aware. I think some of it is. Like, I think he definitely plays up his cockiness. Um, there's definitely some truth to it, too. Um, like, he thinks very highly of his own abilities. Um, he seems to have the opinion that he might be better than most orgers. Um, and, yeah, I don't think he will struggle um, with self-doubt. <laughs> That's great. And it, it, it's kind of crazy, too, how well it fits his uh, his rep. Yeah, he wanted to or be the you know, like, no, 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 you're going to be Yakov. Wait, who did he want to be? Uh, he wanted to be Kaylee. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think he could be great. Um, I also don't think his bio really, like, really, like, really made it sound like he would uh he would flop like i could see him doing pretty well uh i guess it would just depend on how much like his uh um what's the word i'm looking for like cockiness like starts to bother people if it like actually shines through but if mm -hmm. he's just only cocky in his confessional is actually and is able to be humble to people's faces like i think that'd be that could be really good for him and I could see him doing really well. For sure. Uh, yeah. I think he I think he does have his head in him. He's um been asking me questions uh this week, so I feel um uh, I feel like he's gonna come in and want to perform. Uh so I think I could see like a cute like ninth place for him. We love that yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is worth noting that um he did do decently in indoor um he came in let's say ninth or tenth in that game which isn't too bad given the given what he said in his mm -hmm. yeah i just think um everyone who played with him would not qualify him as like someone who's very popular you know i think his vote out was kind of like well now we can get rid of josh you know mm. so um, but I love that he took away that he is just beloved. Um, <laughs> you don't get many like villains like this these days. Yeah, I. It, it's kind of funny. It in a way. Well, I mean, I don't want to take. Who did you compare him to, Justin? I don't want to like encroach on that. I compared him to Kennedy. <laughs> okay. I love that. <laughs> I was gonna say he. 
reminds me from my season of Tarzan a lot because Tarzan was kind of cocky in conversations you had with him. Uh, For sure. So I got a little bit of like Tarzan vibes from him. All right. So the everyone. Yep. So for the Woodsboro tribe as a whole, it's harder. It's hard to say who's in danger for kind of a very different reason than with Haddonfield, and that we have a lot more wild cards on this tribe. Mm-hmm. This tribe does seem to be like the most fun one to kind of watch. I just think in terms Emily of personalities. Is She's the winner. I just told you. I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nora's the winner. I really do. I want to say I really. I feel like there are some really awesome male reps this season, but I really do want a female rep to win so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the core is going to be. Virginia, Janice, Fatima, Diego, Troy, maybe Miakov, but I think um, I would not expect um, Harlan, Nora, and Min to survive very long. Um, it really, what's fun about there not being a swap is that it's really going to depend on challenges, you know, who stays and who goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that I think works against Nora is that they're not swapping. So if they're losing challenges, and we kind of talked about this earlier, but I mean, we kind of think that this is the weaker tribe, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I just love Nora, love Emily, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really hard to say how either of these tribes will perform because both of them have a pretty equal cross-section of people that are accustomed to the the style of alias games that this is um, open ID players and newer players. So it's, they, they're somewhat evenly balanced in some ways. Yeah, I don't think it's a guarantee for, for either tribe to be like the losing tribe by any means. But I do think Does, that it, um, it's going to be interesting to see with the no swap how things kind of shake out. Yeah. But yes, um, Noel, go ahead and say what you are going to say. But I do think we should bring Tawny in to give her thoughts on anybody that she wants. To yeah, I was on. just going to ask real quick uh, since we just went through the whole cast. Does anyone have like a prediction of who they think is going to be their like breakout player or breakout character? Where mm-hmm. you know that. The, on, the the player who maybe he's played before or maybe only like one game and suddenly shows up to this game and it just becomes like, quote unquote, a star. So we kind of had Gunn, I guess, maybe would be closest for season 15, who everyone seemed to just like love and wasn't a huge, well, that, was, that was their first game. And you mean like everybody in the game loved him and the viewers were like, ew, right? No, view, viewer-wise, viewers I think the viewers... Yeah, no, the I'm viewers just, liked Gun. I'm being, I'm saying that in jest, but yes. Oh. Gun was great. Yeah, so like, is there anyone on this tribe? I guess we would have to ask Justin, because he got, he's gotten to talk to them more than we have. We're just going off of bios. Yeah, it's So really Justin, is there anyone, yeah, is there anyone you think uh, could be surprising in the breakout star of this season? Well, I think for me, Rashad, like, is coming in as a heavy hitter, but I'm the only person, really, 
And me, Forrest, and Tina, and Mateo are the only ones who really know him. Yeah, Ernie could be fun. Yeah, no, I, I think Ernie is a good answer, too. Yeah. And so now we want to bring in somebody who is really influential in our casting process and scouting for talent this season. Uh, she is a former player from season 13, Ilver Morney. Tawny Wormbell, uh, fan favorite, um, and she's been really influential with getting this great cast together. So we would like to bring her in to give some thoughts on some of the people that she's helped cast. Hey, you guys hear me? Is everything good? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just looking at this tribe as a whole with some of the Open ID players like Taylor St. Louis, who's Janice, and Robbie, who's Fatima, this tribe could easily, I mean, you know, pending challenge wise, you know, and how they translate to alias from open ID to alias, this tribe could easily be a powerhouse because Janice, who's played by Taylor St. Louis, is pretty much known to always win all the pre merch challenges. So I know she did that in Voyage, like that's her thing, and she even put that in her bio, but. It's kind of like a joke where it's like, oh, like from Voyage 5 or 4 to 5 or whatever the two seasons were, it was like a joke that, oh, Taylor St. Louis hasn't been to a tribal council, all pre-merge. So that's going to be a real focus. And I was joking that Taylor St. Louis reminds me of Chad in that the way she plays is very much, this is my group, this is my people. And if she can put Gong with her friends, like, she will. And that can always be a detriment because she is often seen as the head of a, an alliance. So I think it's good for her to be alias so she doesn't have that reputation. And, and then with Robbie, he's one of those players. He's really good at being, like, second fiddle, but also still being threatening in his own right. And I think it's underrated how well he is in challenges. I believe he currently holds the record for Voyage for most challenge wins. And a lot of that is physical stuff, but it's also puzzles. He's amazing at puzzles. And so I think that's also going to be, especially any kind of puzzle. I know we've had music puzzles that we, I know we sometimes do in this series, jigsaws. Like he's good at that kind of thing. So I think this tribe could easily be set up with some really big, heavy hitters. And someone like Robbie, you don't always see coming, Robbie being Fatima. So I think, and I, I don't think he's ever not going to get less than fifth place unless something crazy happens because he's also an amazing social player and he can, he can be really fluid in strategy. So, which I would also like to see Taylor be more um, fluid and maybe try to work more angles where it's not so obvious of, oh, I'm trying to protect myself as the meat shield and see her do something different. But um, I guess for, like, non-Open ID people, I would love if Neen surprises everyone because he is that, like, middle-of-the-road strategist and it takes him a while, something I relate to, it takes him a while to open up to people. And I would love to see Neen find the right people, someone that just enjoys his quirks, can enjoy talking strategy like a Virginia because I know Nick, Nick DeCola loves the little quirky people loves the people that he can just like talk strategy with and kind of will 
deal with this paranoia. <laughs> so I would love to see that duo, Virginia Mean, or even a Diego, because I know Grant can be really eccentric as well. <laughs> or even Ernie, I like to smile. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How about uh, on Haddonfield, for example, your uh... best friend recruit has. Oh my god, wait, it's, it's, Paz is on this tribe, right? <laughs> on the Haddonfield tribe, the other one. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else on this tribe from like OpenID or? Yeah, I'm asking about the other tribe now. <laughs> okay, cool. Because <laughs> we, we went through the Haddonfield tribe uh, before you... Uh, got home. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what what are your thoughts over there? I guess first with like Paz. So, I have like one of my like best friends on each of the tribe in Virginia, and then now with Paz, who is played by Cristobal, and he is totally new to Alias Games. So, it'll be interesting to see how he does. However, he's really excited. He loves the murder mystery concept. He likes, you know, doing the role playing and because he loves Escape the Night on YouTube. So he's super excited to get into everything. And I just hope that he can show his personality via text because normally when he plays games, he is that social player. And it's not just, oh, I'm really likable. Like he is able to get good reads on people and get people to do what he wants. So hopefully he has. A fun time and like he's already researching everything about his model like he found his model on instagram <laughs> and he found the model was half half or a quarter chilean because he is from chile so i do wonder how his time zone is going to affect him i know we have some other international players but so i think he said his time zone is pretty much kind of it's like five hours ahead of west coast so he'll be kind of around est so hopefully that wouldn't won't be too bad because he's played orgs like this before just not alias um oh my god this is the host yeah, it's, tribe. It's, yes so it's certainly not as much of a difference of a time zone for say an australian player no it's just going to be, like, different than if he's dealing with any West Coast people, but he should be completely fine dealing with East Coast people. And I know he's actually a teacher right now, but they have their whole, you know, half online schooling, so he should be fine. Although I will say an interesting story about Paz is he's actually gotten all of his coworkers when they were actually teaching before Corona, and he got them all to go on strike, so... He always likes to say he uses his influence in the real world too and not just in Survivor. He got all of his coworkers to vote for a strike. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I hope they get a C. I do hope, is he on the tribe with Cordelia? Yes. yes. <laughs> I would love to see them team up only because I know how amazing social that Cordelia is and how just genuine she can be, but also how she can also be savage and really smart strategically.
but I know that Cass has said that the model Cordelia scares him. So it would be fun to see his expectation change a little bit once he gets to know Cordelia, because I'm sure that she's going to have everyone eating out of the palm of her hand. Yeah, could <laughs> Which you... I just love the idea. Yeah. Could you talk more on Cordelia? Because oh. the rest of us aren't really as familiar with her. So Cordelia is, she's only played one game. She played Euro Survivor as the great Kelly Clarkson. Because in Euro Survivor, you can play anyone that's been on any type of reality TV series. You're, you're breaking up a bit. She's a friend of... Peter, who played Georgina in the series. Yeah, and much better. They could probably, yeah. Is that better? Oh. I have my headphones in. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so Cordelia. Again, this is her second game, and really her first game, she didn't really get a full chance to go on and what she could have won. <laughs> Again, when she played in Euro Survivor, she was pretty much the top of her tribe. Everyone loved her. Social, strategic, and she was a newbie. Stayed up 24 hours for a tribe challenge. And and then ends up getting super idled out pre-merge because Ben Tumac, it's like, you're a threat. I mean, she was a threat, but no one in the right mind wanted to vote her out because she just was the triple threat. Um, and so I just, I just love that story of, you know, a newbie coming into an alias game and being a threat when there's also favorites in the game. But no, you have to take out this newbie person. So I'm really excited to what for what she can do, Be, especially as Cordelia. Someone like the rep is going to scare, you know, it's, they're the goth chick. They're supposed to, quote, scare you. But you have this like super nice, super social person that just has a wonderful, genuine personality. Which I think but, is a great rep for her because yes! most of the most of the goths I've known are actually some of the sweetest angels I've met in my yeah, life. Yeah, I love it. It's just a a great turn on the stereotype. It's amazing. Uh, I think she'll do great with it. And I also loved her as a juror because in Euro Survivor, somehow even though she was pre-merged, there were seventeen jurors. She was so well spoken. She listened to everyone. She gave everyone a. Uh, she just was excited to be a juror, to be a part of the experience, and it was great to watch. Um, All right. Any anybody else on Haddonfield that you like especially uh, have something you want to talk about with them? I guess I'm just I'm nervous but excited but giddy to see host Greg play as Mayor Shane. Just the possibilities are endless. Everyone else, I don't know what. <laughs> the possibilities are endless and everyone's in for a ride it's just it's going to be interesting to see if mag- if lightning can strike twice because he's known for making fake instagrams to then using that to say i have a fake idol or or fake double bow it's just his mind is just crazy and he's already making all these promos and pamphlets for mayor shane I, oh my god we worked, didn't even talk I, about the pamphlet he made <laughs> oh yeah that was beautiful and it's gonna be so crazy 
Because even an empire, the stuff that he thinks of is amazing. Like, he'll hide idols in the music. So I feel like he's going to be ready for any trick that we have. So I'm hoping that we can, you know, we can get one up on him. But he may not even need anything, any twist. He's just going to make his own thing. Don't be surprised if he just starts putting a, a new profile on the board. Or if he goes to passports and hides something <laughs> and then sends it to someone. Well, and he, made, he, made that pamphlet. he made that pamphlet while still being like, I don't know if I'm going to apply. <laughs> <laughs> he just, and he has that, he has a, not a dark sense of humor, sure, but it's very, very niche. It's just very niche to do. Would have loved to see him on the same tribe as Mean, and I hope that they get a chance to interact because he really, I feel like he likes those players that are nerdy and that he's not not just nerdy, but just kind of the offbeat crowd. I mean, it's one of his favorite. He hosts as host as Greg Dewis, so I would love to see him find those kind of other people in the game and kind of make this like offbeat alliance. Yeah, he's one of those people in the community that, like, you know him as Greg Buis, and it's fitting. You know <laughs> Penner as Penner, and it's fitting. You know Rodney as Rodney, and it's fitting. Uh, oh, yeah. We should totally um, do I that. I did want to say something um, just in general about this cast. You know, it's the first one since Ilbermorning. Oh, yeah. That's, like, all new. Uh, and really, it's, yeah. like, the first one like ever that like doesn't have you know i do a lot of like if someone flops but has potential like they become a new character and that's like the thing but this is 20 20 new people and that's kind of scary to me i feel like you have no idea how it's gonna go but it's also exciting um and uh i really hope that um the newness of it uh and the theme kind of like breathes some fresh life and air um you know into the community so uh very especially well it is in some ways um because of the diversity but evenness and the diversity of the casting it's kind of a clash of the communities yeah there are people from everywhere um i think they're fresh many of them all of them really are fresh faces to me except for like two or three um so this could be like a great season it could easily like flop it could no offense tricks it could easily be like a paradiso you know paradiso is supposed to be kind of like that reset season and um you know who knows uh, so we'll see um but it's exciting that we have all the viewers together uh and then after this season there will be seven seasons in a row with attorneys so enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> That concludes uh, the first uh, Good and Evil podcast of the season. Uh, our very, very, sometimes right, but very often wrong cast assessment. Thanks again for Beth, a.k.a. Trix, and Ellen, a.k.a. Sammy, uh, as well as uh, Noel, a.k.a. Jay, and Tani, a.k.a. Jess, uh, for, for hosting and contributing. Um, until next time.
There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So tonight we had a really great cast assessment for season 17 of Good and Evil. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ellen, a.k.a. Sammy. And it's been really great talking to everybody tonight. And I'd just like to give everybody an opportunity to say goodbye. We'll start with Beth, a.k.a. Trix. Ah! Love that. Now we'll move on to Noel, a.k.a. Jay. Bye. Love that too. Good job. Very well said. Now we're gonna hold. We're gonna go on to host Mason. Um, I would just like to say, um, now that I have the floor, um, that Agnes was robbed in Quantum Heroes. Oh. <laughs> I I, I respect. I respect seditious libel. I respect your <laughs> your free speech rights, but sis had to go so Ryan could fly. We'd also like to thank our special guest, Pawnee, aka Jess. You <laughs> that was cute. You lit up a little bit, but I didn't hear anything you said, but thank you so much for your feedback. Um, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, just toilet noises. Anyway, good night to everybody and to all a good Virginia season because she's gonna win. I love Virginia. Goodbye. And podcast. stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Elvis want a cookie. Lumps want a cookie. She's sleeping. She's not. Yeah, you can you can turn it off. She's sleeping. She's not gonna meow. Okay, Craig leave. <laughs>